So we, maybe this is a way to, to test reality. <laughs> and so, the, the, you know, the, just to keep on our team, huh, which is about examining reality, is it, I, I could ask, okay, now how you will define reality yourself? How we, how we will define it? Would you like to say a few, just a few words? Well, yes, maybe. Okay. Anybody I, I talk to, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but how do we define truth? The mind's projection. Right? Yeah. So... So then the first one is uh, what minds project. Huh? Is it correct? And then the, the other person says we have two realities. Something a little bit concrete and then what the mind interprets out of it. So for just like a you may give more explanation or more definition, but I would like maybe to continue on that theme. So we may have two types of reality. That means definitely the way we perceive things is a reality. So the interpretation we have about what? We have an interpretation of reality, but what is the inter what are we interpreting? We are interpreting what we come to know with our senses. So, reality somehow is related to the process of knowing. It is what we are knowing, actually, with our basis, basic senses. But also, the interpretation of reality will be relative, will be also subjective, and also will be uh, depending on the concepts and the, the, the various ways of uh, terminology that we are using to define it. So, do you agree with that or did you understand what I said? Right? So then reality is based on the experience. It, it can be a scientific experience. It can be any type of experience you are encountering with the six senses, even a mental experience. So somehow a dream can also be a reality with that definition. Right? So now, basically, we have uh, a definition of reality. So we have to examine, huh, because we, the process we are going for the path of liberation, we try to understand reality in order to get liberated. So to develop, to develop our uh, walking on the path of liberation, then we have to understand that reality, but we have mostly to realize how we are knowing that reality. And then, also as I said yesterday, the way we are knowing reality actually is with the mental interpretation of the experience, but also with the direct experience itself. Yeah, I would like also to, like, also we have another, like, this is two types of reality, right? An interpretation of phenomena, an interpretation of experience, but also the interpretation that will be done will be, like, 
if we define reality with the, you know, like in, in Buddhist, in some Buddhist terms, like truth, uh, if we, if we, if we, if we accept that uh, the word reality will refer to truth, so in Buddhism, like in uh, some, they say that we have two aspects of truths, uh, and this is like a conventional truth, and also it is like an ultimate truth. So a conventional truth will be the truth that we are experiencing, all of us, on a social level, on the ordinary level of experience. Uh, so this is the conven conventional aspect of the truth, what we are experiencing in a very practical way and uh, what, we wha what we are making out of it in a very practical way in our life. But what is called the ultimate truth, of course, we are not going to discuss the word ultimate because it can, it can bring uh, misunderstanding, but what could be defined as a, an aspect of truth where uh, the truth itself is beyond convention, is beyond also any kind of concept that we make, that we can make out of it. So here we have the conventional reality and the ultimate reality. So these two aspects of reality, these two aspects of truths also are very important on our way. Because if we are dealing only with the, the ultimate reality or just to see the phenomena as pure phenomena, then we may lack a little bit uh, other aspects of what we do with reality and also, oh, we can adjust ourselves to a reality that is practical. So we may have very deep insight about the, you know, phenomena, how they are working on a very subtle ways. But if we don't know to use that in a way that will bring us more peace of mind, more clarity, and also a better life a better life with, uh, with, with people around us, then we are missing something. Here I would like to give a definition because we have many definitions and so many books, you see, and then so many types of explanations about the same thing. So today we will be very simple huh? and uh, I will, uh, I found a, a, a short definition that was uh, uh, translated from the path of Path of Discrimination, the Patisambhinamaga by Nyanamuli. Nyanamuli was a monk who, you know, maybe 60 years ago or something from, from Britain, and then he, he was one of these pioneers of the Western countries, like he was British, to come to Asia and then to really be interested in the, the, the deep aspects of the Buddhist philosophy. So Nyanamuli did a lot of translations because one hundred one uh, last century, there was not so many, you know, English translations of what we know, we now, what we now know as Buddhism. So this 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 person who became a monk spent about his life was not so long, but he did a lot of uh, translations huh? and uh, really 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 bright person. So the definition that he is giving here, I mean, with the translation of that book, is because particular states are produced by particular conditions, it's called reality. Uh, also, he calls it, you know, he is here the word reality refers to the Bali uh, word tata, and also it can be also be translated as suchness, suchness. So because of particular states are produced by particular conditions, it's called reality. Another word in the Pali literature to mean reality is yatabhuta. Huh? Yatabhuta, and then also when they speak about someone who has reached the level of understanding reality, comes to see, know and see, the things as they are. The Pali is yata bhuta jnana dasana. 
Huh? So the word yatabuta, which is sometimes translated as seeing the things as they are, could also be translated because the, as seeing the things as they have become. Because things are always in the process of becoming. So they have, they have come to such a state, but actually they are always in the process. So as they have become, that means first of all, they are conditioned by many factors and also they are still in the process of changing. And then that, these conditions are always supporting these phenomena to flow, right? So when somebody comes to reality, it's not that we are coming to the reality. It is just that the reality that is being perceived is a reality that relates to a, uh, to a flux of, uh, of phenomena, uh, a flux of, uh, of things just in a process. So this is the ultimate reality, reality that is spoken about in the, in the Buddhist teachings. So when we come to uh, know the things as they are, then we come to a very deep aspect of that very uh, reality. I think the most interesting things that uh, you, you we may find, you know, in, in these types of teachings is uh, it's speaking about causality and it's speaking about conditions. So reality itself is conditioned, is depending on causes. But the path also that is helping us to come to that reality is also depending on conditions. It is depending on causes. So that's why if we want to come to direct or to, to reality as it is, or things as they are, to see the things as they are conditioned, we also need to put specific conditions so that the way we are able to perceive reality as it is, is by having the mind very clear. Huh? So this is one condition, but still, the way, you know, to liberation on or the way to see the things as they are depends on the condition. And here, you, 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 may, you may know the, 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 the text that I am going to read here, huh? but uh, nevertheless, when if we reflect about that, it can be uh, very, uh, very profound and also kind of very easy going because it speaks about a natural process. The quotation is from the Anguttara Nikaya, the, the books of uh, gradual, not gradual, anyway, the Anguttara Nikaya, right? And uh, it's called Chaitanya Volition. It says here, for a vir virtuous person, one whose behavior is virtuous, no volition need to be exerted. Let not, let non-regret, non sorry, let non-regret arise in me. It is natural that non-regret arises in a virtuous person, one whose behavior is virtuous. Then for a virtuous person, there is no volition that need to be exerted. Let joy arise in me. It is natural that joy will arise if a person is virtuous. Then the same thing is there, like in regard to somebody who is joyful, it is natural that a rapture also will arise in the mind of such a person. And then for somebody who has a rapturous mind, it's also natural that his body will be tranquil. So there is no need to have the volition, or oh, may my body be tranquil. If rapture is there, then it is just natural 
that that the body will become such. And for somebody who is having a tranquil body, like mental body and also physical body, it is natural that uh, that the person will also feel pleasure. So there is no need of a volition there. It is just depending on the causes. So for somebody who feels pleasure, there is no need to have a volition as to say, let my mind be concentrated. Also concentrated samadhi. So this is what we are trying to do with the meditation. As, as the process, we, uh, uh, as we progress. And then for somebody who has a mind that is concentrated, unified, or clear, it is not necessary or it is, uh, there is no need because it's just a, it, uh, it is just the, you know, the extract and then I, I have to, um, so my English is uh, a little bit missing phrases. So anyway, it, uh, it there is no need for somebody who has a mind that is concentrated to wish, uh, let me know and see things as they really are. So here we are to the point to see the things as they are, as they really are. This is the reality we are aiming finally. And then what are the causes for that? All that. We have to be concentrated. We have to feel pleasure. Then our body needs to be tranquil. And then also rapture has to be there. And joy also has to be there. And all of that is conditioned also by our, by our behavior, our sila, our virtuous conduct. Also, once we know, once we have come to that uh, touch of reality, to that seeing and knowing about reality, then there is still things that are going on. And it says here that uh, for somebody who, is, who sees the things as they really are, re really are, then there is no need to have the volition. Let me be disenchanted and dispassionate. Don't worry, you know, you would not be become so depressed, uh, but there is a kind of disillusionment that can happen when we see the things as they are, because, just to come back to what you say, reality is an experience, that means the re-experience of life, but also the second definition that you gave is the interpretation we are making about that reality. So we are experiencing life and all of us subjectively have a different reality because we interpret the same experience in different ways. So when we come to see reality as it is, all these concepts, all these representations, all these interpretations of the reality as things as they are, uh, start to be broken. So all our world, our subjective representation of the world start to be shaken. So that's why when this is happening, there is a kind of shifting or, and then you become a little bit disenchanted and dispassionate towards these, you know, fantasies that we all need to create, you know, as a story for, for to find our own meaning in life. And then the last thing is that for somebody who is disenchanted and dispassionate, there is no need to have the volition let me realize the knowledge and vision of liberation. The ending is good. Huh? So some of you, the wrote, you know, uh, as for the purpose of uh, uh, coming to this retreat, and and then one said uh, that the person wants to attain liberation. So here we are. Huh? We can attain liberation, and then we see the conditions that we need to put to arrive there. Some people also say that they want to understand volition. Hmm? Volition, how volition can and also need to be there. But on the other hand, volition is a, uh, it's a, it's, it's a phenomenon that is non-self. Non so that type of things also some people were interested in. And... Uh, um And this is the reality, and this is the path to liberation.
So how did you experience reality today? And then did you see yesterday I asked you, I asked you, okay, now we are taking the, the precept, that we are taking the refuge, and we are taking the precepts, but uh, we forgot to take the precepts. <laughs> did you notice? Huh? I was a bit tired, so I forgot. I said, oh, we didn't take the precepts. Huh? But at least I, I maybe I convinced some of you, okay, now we are going to take the precepts, and then you, maybe you came back to your room and, well, actually, we didn't take the precepts. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Huh? We will we'll not need to, to make it again. What is important is the intention, isn't it? So we all realize that just the fact of, uh, you know, to see the, the, you know, the, 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 the different types of uh, rules or structure that is given to us traditionally as a way to, to guide a little bit our behavior, if we have the intention to observe that, and then also if we see the effect, the good effect that uh, these types of uh, senses are bringing to us, then, then we do it. But first, it starts with the intention. That's why also the aspect of fitik, the aspect of sila in Buddhism, refers to a lot of aspects. So first, you know, sila starts with the rules. So we have a kind of frame that uh, we need to, 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 to fit in, like if, like, taking the precepts, right? So, so it's a kind of uh, involvement. It's a kind of, uh, 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 you know, dedication to observing the rules. So it's just still, it is just with the rules. Okay, now don't do that, you see? Don't do that, right? So we have the rules of avoidance and the, 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 the rules of abstaining from things that are not very skillful by way of their consequences. But also there is another aspect of sila, of uh, morality, that involves uh, guarding the senses, guarding the mind. So even with only the, 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 the aspect of uh, virtue, the mind is very important. So we may behave very well with uh, uh, our body and speech, and but what is, what is happening in the mind? To which extent are we able to protect our mind and then to guard the mind from being invaded by things that will or that could eventually lead to uh, unskillful types of actions? So the mind here, in regard to sila, has to be protected. It has to be guarded. So this is another as second aspect of sila. Another aspect of sila is the volition. Also, like the volition not to kill or not to steal, or this is a volition of non-arming, non-greed, huh? a volition also of metta, of loving kindness, of caring, of um, uh, yes, all these things, you know. So that volition is also present when we develop uh, sila uh, completely. So basically, this is what the what the what is uh, concerning the the virtue, right? So, uh, yes. Did you have a question? Yes. Yes, but yes, but uh, the disenchantment and dispassion will not necessarily be in regard to uh, a deep commitment to truth and honesty. So the joy can be there very strongly, but the joy would not be dependent on your illusion, on your delusion. So what comes to be uh, bringing a sense of disenchantment is about the disenchantment with the representation we had towards our create created subjective world and also in, rea in, in regard also to the actions that we are making, you see, that, that may be wrong, right? So everything that is not conforming to truth, right, and then to the deep aspects of the truths, then we get disenchanted with that. But uh, the fact of seeing uh, things as they are, the fact also of coming closer and closer to, to reality, 
then there, there may be that kind of coolness of the mind towards things that are, you know, may have previously taken us on a very long trip, right? Then this is, this is a little bit uh, put, put aside. So it doesn't mean that there is no, uh, I don't know, there is no enthusiasm or there is no uh, joy, there is no things like this. No? But definitely, because uh, the understanding of the false representation we are about, we have about the worlds are sometimes difficult to digest. Huh? I mean, it's difficult to see. Okay, now, well, actually, I, I didn't understand that, and actually, I am a little bit deluded. So then, because of that, then we, we, we get we get deluded, and also we get disenchanted. But we just de get disenchanted with things that what we, with that that don't have any more substance anymore. So, so it's coming out of uh, uh, clear seeing, out of uh, uh, knowledge, out of uh, yes, non-delusion. So then I will ask you, like today, did you feel a lot of joy in in your, in your meditation? Are, are you to that stage? Did you feel very happy huh? and very glad and rapturous and concentrated? So maybe maybe people have come to some kind of disenchantment already. <laughs> so this is great, but don't go too fast. Don't go too fast, right? <laughs> Get a bit more enthusiastic, just to see and to accept. Okay, now we are just very quiet. And then what is the what? I mean, time is so so rare in our life. Just to have the time is such a nice place, you know, with the environment we have. So good with the all kinds of good people here. So. Uh, I think we should make the best use of it by taking the time for ourselves, and then taking the time for ourselves is actually related to how we are doing things, right? We can walk, we can do everything, right? No need to be all the time seated here. How we are doing things, this is the aspect, the fundamental aspects of uh, uh, virtue. The quality we are giving to our life in everything we are doing. This is sila. So if we do that with care, then eventually the joy will arise and the joy, uh, the joy can be a joy that, that is more simple, but it's a joy that is coming from inside our heart. Huh? So we see like now, now the, the first day is a little bit difficult because, because of the adjustment we need to do and what you will see and after a few days you, you, will, you, will, you, you will see, you will experience that the joy inside your heart starts to be a little bit more alive. Huh? And then, and then uh, you will see also that uh, the mind is getting clearer and clearer. So to come back again to, like I had a note, and I think it's important that uh, we should not forget that although we may be looking for a deep aspect of reality, you see, and trying to, to go deep into, okay, now what is that reality? And we, come, we may come to a uh, deep level of understanding, but still, these basic aspects of life, how to live uh, and how to behave, it is the fundamental. So although we have two types of reality, conventional reality and ultimate reality, it's not because we are reaching the ultimate reality that we need to put aside and neglect conventional reality. So these conventions, these type of uh, things that make us as a group, make us as a society, living in harmony are very important. No? It, they are not all delusion, it's just different aspects of reality. So we have different levels of reality. This, again, we, uh, we have to understand that. And also, we have our own subjective reality, so we don't need to discard, oh no, this is just my interpretation of the world, and this is not my wife, or this is not my husband, or this is not my, my child, or my mother, or my grandparents, or my neighbor, no. We have names, and then also we have people, and we have to care. So 
this is kind of conventional type of things. No? So we have to know that, okay, although we are looking for deeper aspects of reality to broaden our perspective on our life, then it doesn't mean that we, we put aside some things that we see are limited. No? So we see our limitation in some areas of our life, in some areas of conventional values, also conventional type of uh, uh, functioning. We can see the limitation there, but with our meditation, our perspective broaden our view on the world. And then that's that broadening of, of perspective is what gives us uh, a little bit more of a of uh, it's just it is just what it is. So the purpose of our meditation is just to broaden our mind a little bit more. No? So if you have a few question, uh, one question, or then then you you can ask it. Otherwise, we will just continue with the meditation. Yes. Like from my, my experience, how I was dealing with the conventional type of representation and also the ultimate uh, experience, uh, the ultimate reality that I might have uh, uh, seen with my practice. Uh, well, I think uh, I think it's always uh, uh, it, it's a source of questioning. So when we question ourselves, you know, in different areas of our life, then we back up and. And then we are not sure. So that type of insecurity or that type of uh, uh, not being sure is uh, is always there. So, and also it brings a kind of it can bring a kind of discomfort, discomfort because you say, "Wow, it's not the way that I was thinking. It it it, it was. Hmm? Is it is it what you try to ask?" Yes, so, so repeat it, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yes, there is something that is... Uh, Yes. Yes. And um, it's not that I'm saying it's bad to do it, but it's a difficult transition mm. to do it. It's almost like being an actor. Yes. And you're kind of like a prodigal. Yes. And I don't know how to deal with that. Okay. Right. So I don't know how to repeat. You speak so well, right? That I had <laughs> I cannot repeat the question, but. Uh, you know, for those who didn't understand, I think basically is that when we start to experience deeper aspects of reality, then even the self is being questioned. So our identity also gets lost somehow. Huh? So then uh, the challenge comes is as, uh, as to how to how to function because with uh, the, that personality that we have, I mean, uh, that we need to f to have in order to function in life. We see that uh, it's all kinds of conditioning, huh? and then also it is so much question that uh, at some point we may forget who who we are, right? So that's it, that, that, that's why I think like uh, the aspect of sila here. I think it's kind of uh, important. So an aspect of sila, the 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 the, the, the simile that is given to that is that vir virtue, like all all aspects of our life, is the ground. It is the ground. So to be able to function properly on the ground, you know, on, 
on human levels, right, with the personality is important. It is important. And also when we come to see that actually there is no self, uh, because we are looking at that and say, well, where is that self? I mean, it's just the self, it's just a construction. So the result of that, it, it is not necessarily, although it can happen, that we lose the sense of self completely and we don't know how to function. The result is that uh, we can still use the, the, the that concept, which is uh, necessary, right? But we are not attached to it. So if we get too much out of track, uh, then we, we have to just to kind of uh, do, um, I don't know. I mean, it has to be practical. So also, why not admit that uh, we may have a different uh, personality? And also, like the, the, the word person, like in the Greek, like we are talking about the, the, the English word, so it's, it's coming from the Greek. It means persona, persona. And then persona is just a mask. So the people in these days in theater, uh, they were putting a mask, right? And then they were doing the plays, various plays. So this is a persona, is a mask, right? So isn't it that uh, our personality is something that we have constructed and then it's an image that we have created? So if we see that it's conditioned, maybe it is challenging, but also maybe we can learn how to use that in good ways. And also, how maybe to, 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 to build or to use different images or actually the just the, the different types of persona. Not to fool people, but just to see that it's a, the identification we are making with this life, with this body, is relative. So if we have different types of persona, then we may be much more adaptable to the different contexts in which we are because we have a little bit more of play, you see, the more, more, more uh, things to, uh, to, to identify ourselves in, 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 in the social context where it is needed. So there may be a little bit more flexibility, but I think we have to understand, okay, now we have, there are different images, different types of uh, personality that uh, are constructed, and then this is the one that I used to have, but but I, I, I don't need to, to discard it completely. So it's a conditioning. Huh? So we say, okay, now we are just conditioning, conditioning to, to do things, you know, in, in, in specific ways. And then you may be a specialist of something. And then another person would be a specialist uh, then with our own characters. Huh? So as much as, all that, that, uh, as much as we are able to see that these conditioning are positive. So if we see that uh, some aspects of our constructions are not positive, then we can say, okay, now, well, this is your character, but a character is not something that is permanent. It's something that we are building, in, and it has been built, it has been conditioned, and now we see that this type of uh, uh, construction of a person is not wholesome. The results are not good. So then we have the possibility by backing up to change these patterns and then to re- uh, uh, put again together new new habits, right? new new patterns of behavior, which of which uh, the new patterns of behavior that we can that we can bring in our life can also be a source of a, of a new identification. So you may you may go abroad for a few years and then you may see your friends again in your country if you go to another country and study, and uh, then your friends will say, oh wow, you are not uh, you are not the same person. Are you cheating them? You are not cheating them, it's just that you had other experiences and also you broaden your field of experience, your field of knowledge, and then this influences your, your personality as your character. So your, ca your, ca your character may be a little bit broader. And then you still have, I think we, we, we need to, 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 to still keep that agility of, uh, uh, of interface, of, of, of changing like that, changing masks. <laughs> Well, there is, it's like a car, huh? so if you have a car, <laughs> right, it's like if you have a car, if you say that it's not your car, 
then well i mean people may take it after some time and then you then you you won't have a car anymore so the fact of having uh, the fact of uh, no self in buddhism like no self is a, is a in india in these days you had a sect huh, because you had different schools of uh, philosophy and, and there, there, there was one school it was the, it was called uh, anatta vada that means the philosophy of non self but then they were completely negating self they said no no there is no self there is no self and all the time there is no self right so if you take that uh, strict kind of uh, uh, position then you withdraw the personality that you may have in your life because you say no it's not myself you know you may do all kinds of crazy thi crazy things and you know it's not myself so you withdraw uh, responsibilities uh, in your life and then also engagement you have you may have with your life I mean all kinds of consequences can come with that but the uh, the explanation of anatta in Buddhism is that uh, you see that what you call a person actually is just uh, an assemblage uh, it's just a putting together of many factors so that's why we will see also how we can progress I mean how we can uh, use our meditation to do a little bit of that aspect of deconstructing reality. Uh, so we have the reality of self, but to understand reality, uh, to understand deeper uh, aspects of reality, we have to deconstruct the representation that we have of them. So the deconstruction will be to see, okay, now, what is myself, like this body or this mind, and then what, what, I what are the components of this body and this mind? So it's, a, it's based on deconstruction of, uh, of what we think as a self, as a concept. That's all. But the, 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 the concept could still manage in the same way, but your attitude will be a little bit much different. And also your understanding of, uh, of non-self also will be a little bit different. Yes. Yeah, I'm just like uh, uh, I, I, I want to be very uh, strict with the time, so I don't want to make you starve. And uh, I think the anyway now it's 5:20. So if you if you like to to go on and and just uh, go slowly to maybe to to your me now it's 5:20, right? So I will. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. 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 How do we exist in the world when we are constanting? putting personas, huh? we are like when we are interacting with people, we are always uh, dealing with our own image and also dealing with the projection that we are making out of the image of the people. So if we are not doing that anymore, how do we interact, right? Is it? Uh, maybe, but like I let, let me say something and tell me if it's not complete. I think that uh, the fact of being aware of the, the, the representation we are making of people, this is a problem. Because, as you say, or bec 
because, as you say, I think that uh, then we are dealing with the image. So now I know maybe your name, or and then I, you tell me what you are doing in life, and then I know you have blue eyes and you you wear this type of. So I make my mind about okay, now this is what is your name? What is your name? Yes, Dan. Dan. So then I make myself. Uh, I make my uh, I make an image of Dan in my mind. So when I see you again. You know, then I say, oh, this is Dan, this is the guy who has blue eyes, and then he was sitting in the second row there, and then he asked these questions, and he looks very smart, but uh, he still has questions. And I, I don't know, I will make <laughs> an image of you, right? But you may be a different person, like you may be in a different mood, eh? and uh, you may be somebody else, so I will not be listening to what you are, because you are constantly, cont constantly changing. So... I think to be aware of the images that we are imposing on reality is very important. Otherwise, we are living in a in a virtual world. Like everything we see, we say, "No, this is the, this is a turkey, and this is a this, and this is a this is a, a jaguar, eh, and this is a." So we are putting labels on 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 things, but we are missing the actual thing, especially with the people. So. Uh, then if we are speaking with somebody and then we have a concept like you see people living together, you know, for some time, for, for a long time, and then the wife will treat, treat the husband as the, as the same as uh, she was doing five years before. And then also, I mean, you know, about the relationship, sometimes we, we just forget that, no, we are talking to a person, not the image we are making out of the person. So I think to have some flexibility uh, by way of, uh, of identifying conventional reality is also important. It's, it's not that uh, we, are, uh, uh, we are discarding all kinds of concepts, but we are putting life again. We, 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 we use the concepts to connect ourselves to a reality that is always in the process of changing. So if we, are accept, if we accept for ourselves that we can have various types of personality, huh? sometimes also like just by the mood, sometimes we are very happy, sometimes we are very depressed or, I mean, angry. Or so if we, are, we, if we allow ourselves to have different uh, personality to that extent, huh? so we are, not, we are not a fixed person, but we are always a person in process, uh, always a person in change. So this is fine. We still have, we can still deal with the conventional concept of a person, of my person, and also we can still, I mean, uh, use also, use concepts to deal with, uh, with other people, but we will see that beyond the concepts, you have also a being who is uh, also experiencing all kinds of, um, of change in herself. So we will stop here and uh, we'll continue in silence.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.